Welcome back. It's the Chief Exposure Officer here, ready to expose you to new perspectives, ideas, and solutions that help you get what you really want in life. I always say, next level results require next level thinking. And next level thinking requires exposure. And sometimes the only way to know that you can have better is to see something better. And we all have a next level. But what does it look like for you? I mean, for real, where do you see yourself this time next year in your career, business, health, relationship, finances, in your spirituality? The Exposure Next Level podcast will not only help you answer those questions, but will provide practical steps that guide you to maximize your potential, increase your productivity, and develop the skills necessary to propel you to your next level in every area of life. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm so glad that you're back. As you can see, New Year, new podcast, right? Because the name of my podcast has changed. Um, I've rebranded everything. And uh, one of the reasons why I decided to do that is because of one of the interviews that I had towards the end of last year. It really caused me to think about things in, in a completely different way. And I don't know if you've ever had an experience or an encounter that really um, called you to take a step back, think about what you were doing, why you were doing it, and if it aligned with your future. And so um, we're, we're going to get to that interview uh, um, later. But first, I want to talk about uh, the name of the podcast is now um, Expose Your Next Level. Why? Because we all have a next level. We're all growing, whether it's in business and family, uh, in your finances and your fitness, whatever in your spirituality, whatever area of life, right? There's always a next level for you. And next level is different than a next step, right? So like you may uh, be starting a business and the next step for you may be, okay, I need to register my LLC, right? That's a step. Um, however, a, a, a next level would be, all right, I actually quit my job and I am working my business 100%, right? Um, you may want to lose weight, right? And a next step to losing weight is to say, all right, I need to cut out carbs, right? But the next level is to transform your eating habits and not just do a diet, but actually live a lifestyle of, of healthy eating choices. And so those are just a couple of examples. So, so think of next steps as what you do next. Next level is like, okay, taking an, an elevator to an entire uh, different floor. And so that's kind of the concept behind this and the name um, exposure. Exposure means to reveal something, right? And so sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And, and throughout my life, I've learned so much just through exposure. And sometimes I don't even know that I want something or need something, right? Until it it's exposed to me. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I can have that or, or, or that thing exists, right? And so um, my hope, my prayer is that throughout these episodes um, of the new brand, newly branded podcast that you get um, light bulb moments, right? Like uh, times where you have something revealed to you or you're, you're enlightened about something that changes your life and helps to clarify what your next level is, if you don't know, uh, and help you help propel you right to be able to to achieve that. And so that's just a little bit of history about the podcast. Um, I'll be doing more interviews with individuals. Um, uh, and so yeah, so that's 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 all I want to say about that. And so we'll, we'll go ahead and jump right in and get started. 
first things first, uh, I want to talk about the, the word or the idea of the day, right? Because I'm exposing new ideas. Maybe they're not new, but sometimes we have to be reminded of things, right? So uh, today, the word of the day is being present. What does it mean to be present, right? In the midst of chaos, in the midst of everything going on in the world today, um, we, not even to, to mention with the chaos going on, but even just with social media and technology advancements and cell phones and people can chat you and and Skype you, and I don't know if people still use Skype, but whatever, uh, WhatsApp you and instant messenger you and text you and you know call you and send you an email and all the other methods of communication. And, and, and then you have your newsfeed and you're scrolling, scrolling, and you see so many different things. And it, it may be difficult, right, to, to juggle everything in your mind. Um, and then you're thinking about, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow? Or you're thinking about what happened yesterday? What, what do I need to do? And in the hustle and bustle of life, sometimes you're not in the moment. You're not present. And then time passes by and you feel like, well, what happened, right? Let me give an example of, of, of being, being present and what that looks like. So I read a blog um, that uh, talked about a, I think it was a husband and a wife and the wife asked the husband like, hey, can you take the kids to school today, right? And so he's mumbling, grumbling, he's complaining. He's like, why do I got to take these kids to school? I'm going to be late. I got to go to work. I got to do all these things, right? You ever feel like that? We like, I got to do this, 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 you know, all, all that stuff. And you're, you know, doing all that. Uh, and he's feeling like I got all this stuff to do. I don't want to take them, but you know what? I will take them. So he got the kids in the car. He begins to drive. And as he's driving, his luck would have it that he would what? Run into a train track that had a train passing by, which meant that he was even more delayed in his scheduling, right? And so he sits there at the train track and he's like, oh, oh, why did this happen? I am, we are stuck now. I'm really going to be late in this train. Who knows how long it's going to take. And as he is saying that to himself and thinking, one of his children in the back, one of his, his son looks and says, daddy, daddy, daddy. This is awesome. We get to see the train go by. And two people in the same situation, but see the events totally different, right? Like, so complaining and, and being flustered and upset, was that gonna make the train go by faster? Was it gonna get him to work faster? No. But spending that moment with his son and his son looking at it as this is a great opportunity to enjoy the moment, to look at every car on the train, to hear the choo-choo or whatever, whatever kids want to hear, right? My son likes choo-choo trains, so he does that. But thinking and appreciating the littlest things and enjoying those moments, because guess what? You can't get those, get those moments back. And what happens is when you aren't in the present moment, you get stressed, you get anxious, you get fearful, you worry, and that impacts your physical health, it impacts your mental health, it impacts your day, it impacts how you respond, it affects your relationships, right? And so um, it's so important. I looked at the definition of, of what it meant uh, on, a, on a blog, and I'm going to read it really quick. Um, 
uh, of what it means to be present. So, so in order to be present, it means that you are in the moment enjoying what's happening now. And that's my paraphrase. You're in the moment, you're enjoying what's happening now. Um, and in this episode, we are interviewing um, Dana Lemble. She was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And um, one of the things that she said is that this diagnosis caused her to evaluate everything in her life. And instead of, you know, staying in a, in a mode of being freaked out, she had to zoom all the way in from 10 years from now, five years from now, one year from now, one month from now, to today, to now, to the present moment and enjoy that and to savor, savor the moments, to stop and as they say, smell the roses. Um, And so we're going to break her interview up into two segments. So we'll listen to half of it now. Uh, and, And then next week, We'll finish the remainder of the interview because the brevity of what we're talking about here and what she's sharing, I think it's so vital to um, the times that we're living in. It's so vital in life, period, because what do they say? YOLO, right? You only get one life. Live it intentionally, live it purposely and be present in the moment. Thank you. So today I have a very, very, very special guest with me, um, and we're going to be having a, a great discussion that I think uh, you will benefit a lot from um, in your everyday life. I read a quote the other day uh, by Michael Landon, and it said, whatever you want to do, do it now. There are only so many tomorrows, and we go through life, and we feel like we have so much time to do the things that we want and we focus on things that maybe uh, don't really matter. And it's in times where you have a a sobering moment or a life-changing event or something that occurs where I think you kind of go back to that and say, you know what, What, whatever I want to do, I need to do it now Um, and not be afraid to die, but be more afraid not to live. Um, and I have with me Dana Lamble. First, first of all, Dana, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I want you to kind of give your your introduction and give you a moment to uh, introduce yourself and uh, just tell us about you and and your journey. Yeah. I'm so thankful to be here and um, I really am excited to tell my story. Um, my name's Dana Lemble. I am 50, I just turned 55 years old and um, just recently um, got us got a serious diagnosis. And I'm going to start back at the beginning of my cancer journey, which was in 2014. Um, I was just, uh, you know, in the shower and noticed I had found a lump in my breast. I called my doctor. She got me right in and she's like, you know what? It's probably just a cyst, but maybe we should send you for a, a, um, uh, an ultrasound and a mammogram and just to make sure. 
So she sent me, you know, put in the appointment, which I was busy traveling with my job and stuff. And I waited a couple of weeks because she's like, ah, it's just probably a cyst. So I'm like not really paying attention. I got in finally and got that done. And they said, you know what? This looks a little more serious. We'd like you to go for a biopsy. And so that was a little sobering, but I'm still thinking it's just a cyst. So um, I went and had the biopsy and I'm still traveling with my job. I'm just very busy at the time. Uh, I was up in Canada and it was cold and snowy at nighttime. I'm in my hotel room listening to my voicemails. And here comes the voicemail from the doctor at the hospital saying, I'm very sorry to tell you that you have stage 2B breast cancer. Now, I mean, first of all, I don't really think the doctor should put, just throw that onto your voicemail because trust right. me, in a foreign country, I know it's just Canada, but it's still a foreign country. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really a, a shock. I had to go out to the customer site the next day and, and, you know, present all day and, and, and be, uh, you know, be what I needed to be for these people and not just put that in my back of my head and not think about it. I got back uh, home and ended up making an appointment to talk about what, what's next, because I'm a project manager. I'm always thinking about what's next. What are we going to do next? So I tried to put this into that project format and say, okay, let's just talk about step one through five and let's get through this. So uh, went, found out, yes, you're going to have to have chemo and radiation. It's spread to your lymph nodes. That's what 2B means, that it's a large tum large enough tumor and it's spread to your lymph nodes, which means that it's, it's actually going through your body, through your blood system. So that was a little scary. Um, they're telling me you're going to have to do all these things. I, I walked back to the office and um, I, I was in the lobby and it was lunchtime. There were a lot of people milling around in the lobby and I was waiting for the elevator. And I'm just thinking everybody is just going about their business and having a normal life. And that was me just not too long ago. And now I, I everything's uncertain. And it was really it was really sobering and really kind of scary at that moment, thinking about those things. Well, I went through my journey with my cancer. Um, I didn't expect any risks. <laughs> I didn't do my risk analysis and I ended up having some complications. I um, had a severe bleeding problem. I ended up with five surgeries and I ended up with seven blood transfusions. I almost died. And, um, and I did radiation and of course the chemo. So I went through quite a lot that year, 2015, but I got through it all. And I'm like, you know what, let me just get back to work and just put it in the, in the, <laughs> the rear view mirror and just keep going in my life. And I could have used that as a pivot moment, but I really didn't. I just kept like full steam ahead this isn't going to stop me. I'm doing everything that I want to do in my career and blah, blah, blah. So fast forward five years. Uh, and this year has been a challenge for everybody. We've had COVID and this election thing. I mean, there's been a lot going on this year. And um, in June, June 18th, I was sitting at my desk at home 
And I noticed a numb spot on my chin. I'm like, that's weird. It almost feels like I've been to the dentist. And I'm like, huh, let me call my doctor. So I called my doctor and we had a video call, you know, and he said, you know what? Um, I had had COVID toes back in March and I was pretty sure I probably had COVID, but back then they weren't doing testing. And he said, it could be an after effect of the COVID because it does affect neurological things. And I'm like, oh, okay. Within two weeks, it had spread to the whole side of my chin and my lip and my teeth were down in the front. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little more worried about this. So I started, um, you know, I asked my doctor, who should I go see? And he's like, well, go to the endocrinologist and this and the that and the, you know, all these different doctors. I went and saw my oncologist. Um, I went to everybody and nobody thought this was cancer. I, I, every single doctor said, oh, it's probably this. Oh, it's probably your thyroid is out of whack. It's, you know, I got every kind of diagnosis from seven different doctors. I went to seven specialists. Wow. And I'd done a lot of my own research and I kept pushing because I wasn't getting an answer. And that's so important. And you have to be an advocate for your own health because in this day and age, the way our health system works, um, everybody has their own little silo and their own little specialty, but nobody is there to put all the pieces together and figure it out for you. So I, I, I went through some frustrating months where I was trying to get a diagnosis in the meantime, now my whole chin is numb, my whole lip and all these teeth from eye tooth to eye tooth on the bottom, it's all numb. And I'm starting to have like excruciating pain at night, not being able to sleep because um, the nerves were being damaged and they were like sending pain messages to my brain. And so I'd have these like shooting pains going through. It's kind of like if anybody's had a really bad toothache, I was having those kind of pains in my chin, my gums, my teeth, my lips were having those kind of spasms all night, every night. So it was really getting dire. And I had done research and said, oh my gosh, this could be breast cancer coming back. But it was weird. Even my oncologist wasn't thinking along these lines and had never heard of this. So I ended up uh, telling my a regular doctor that I needed to see a neurologist and I needed an MRI of my face because I'd done all this research and found out what I needed. And he, I said, it needs to be an urgent request. By now it's been two months. I'm trying to get this diagnosis. And so he put in an urgent request. I called to make the appointment. They couldn't get me in until October 22nd because of COVID that all their patients had been pushed off and they couldn't see me. I am desperate at this point. I called my oncologist and I said, look, I need you to call this oncologist and tell them I need to be seen now. And luckily they did that. I got in that Friday and the following Wednesday, I had a face facial MRI. And on the, the following Friday, at the, you know, right after that Wednesday, I got a call from the neurologist saying, I'm sorry to tell you, but you have metastatic breast cancer or metastatic cancer. They didn't know breast cancer yet. And that's a devastating thing to hear over the phone too. But um, I'm, you know, I, I'm in a better place now. I understand it all. I've done all my own research. I've seen doctors. I'm on drugs 
and anti-estrogen to block, to block the cancer from spreading and hopefully make it shrink. But once it's metastatic, that means that it's stage four. And that also means that it's never going away, at least not with the medicine we have right now. So that's where I'm at. So, I mean, that, first of all, I just want to say you, you've shown tremendous strength and persistence. Um, and you brought up a, a, such a great point about being your own advocate and pushing to get answers, even when seven different doctors gave you, you know, gave you an answer that could have made you just feel like, okay, everything's fine. I can just push this, push this to the side. Um, but you knew and you were in tune with yourself. And um, I just want to go back to something else that you said earlier. I, I, I jotted it down. Um, when you got your first diagnosis, you said that, you know, you were at you were out at a customer site, you know, like, and so you had to go the next day after hearing that news and present and show up and be what they needed. Um, and that yeah. speaks volumes about your character and who you are. And I just, I wanted to stop there and say, to be able to show up for others and be what they need when you have a need um, or you have a deficit, I think is, is tremendous. Um, and, and even what you said about, go ahead, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? I was, I was just going to say, you, you're correct about that, but it, it is also, um, it, can, it can be a deficit to yourself if you sometimes that you should put yourself first yeah. And, and when you don't, it can, it can be to your own detriment. That's, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. And so I think it's a good segue for my next question. Um, so in, in the midst of everything that you're going through, having uh, stage, stage four cancer, um, uh, which is, like you said, a heavy diagnosis, how do you still find peace and happiness despite your circumstances? Yeah, so that's a that's a really good question, and it's a really interesting answer that I'm going to give you. So when I found out, I found out on a Friday. Um, I spent Friday, Saturday, and Sunday freaking out, and by freaking out, I was running around my house trying to organize everything. Um, I was making a will for my kids. <laughs> I mean, I was doing all kinds of stuff over that weekend. I was really really, I was on a mission because that's who I am and I'm a type A personality. But at the same point, I was, I really was in freak out mode. My mind was all over the place and I was thinking all these things I need to get done. I don't want to leave, you know, a, a, a messy closet for my kids to have to deal with or now all these weird things I was thinking. So that was the first three days. Then on that fourth day, this unbelievable calm and peace came over me. And it was kind of out of the blue because that I'm honestly not a calm, peaceful person ever, usually because I am type A. And type A, honestly, is what made me really good at my job. You yeah. know, I'm always, you know, out there and trying to, to, to get everything done and, you know, make my list at every morning, drinking that cup of coffee. And I've got to check all my boxes off by the end of the day. And this diagnosis gave me a chance to not be that person and, and find that peace. And I, what I will say is, you know, when you live in the past, you have a good chance of making yourself or being depressed. 
if you live in the future, which is where I usually lived, it was in the future, um, you are going to make yourself anxious or have anxiety. If you live in the present, that's where you'll find your peace is in the present. And so many people, you know, your whole life, you're told, oh, you've got to plan for retirement. You got to do this. You got to do that. And, and so it's so easy to get caught up in those things and, and not, you know, when you have a project that's going to last a year, you're thinking about, you know, everything that needs to happen in that year. And you're not living in the present moment. So that's where I found my peace is. This forced me to live in the present. Wow. Wow. Um, that, you actually spoke to me right there because I, I am a person who I definitely live in the future and I'm always yeah. thinking of the next 15 things. And yeah. at times it's difficult for me to be in. Actually, when I'm in the moment, I feel like I should be doing something else. I mean, literally, like if yeah. I'm sitting in the moment, I feel like I'm wasting time and like I have something to do to build for tomorrow. And so really that, I mean, like that was like a, a ton of bricks on me. And, and, and pro, I don't know if anybody else out there listening uh, is, is that way as well, um, where either you're living in the past, focusing on what happened yesterday and it's robbing today of mm. the precious moments or, or so busy looking out into the future, into tomorrow, that that's robbing today of its yeah. precious moments and really having peace of mind. And it sounds like Dana, just from what you said, it it's a learned skill, you know, like mm -hmm. somehow finding a way to center and think about, well, what do I have right now? What am I doing right now? What do I appreciate? right at this moment. And uh, I just, I just wanted to uh, drill in on that a little bit, just because I think that's what you said there was so powerful. So do you look at your life differently now? Uh, Sorry that you, yes, guys outside. Oh, there. no problem. No problem at all. Yeah. It's, 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 it's life and being, being present and even being able to hear the dog is it is a blessing, you know? Um, there. Come here. <laughs> Come here. I appreciate you trying to protect me. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. Um, do you look at your life differently now than you did before you were diagnosed? I do. I'm going to say some really cliche kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, in, if you live in the moment, um, it says my internet connection is not that good. Are you still getting me? Yes, I can still hear you. Okay. All right. Um, if you live in the moment, you are apt to appreciate everything around you so much more. I mean, anything from just walking out on my deck and feeling the sun on my face. It's, it's just, it's incredible how much you take for granted when you're busy in the future and busy with your job and your life and so forth that you aren't taking the time to quote, smell the roses. And you, you realize the people that mean so much to you, you haven't been putting as much quality time into those relationships. Yes, you've you know, gotten together for 
lunches or whatever and done things, but you haven't really drilled into the real, the real personal stuff with those people. And this, this diagnosis has been a gift in that way because yes, um, my life is probably cut a little bit short now, but I've been given this time in this present moment to, to be with the people I care about and to really build those meaningful things and say those things that you never say that you should and find out who my true friends are. I mean, it's really incredible how you see who shows up and who doesn't show up for you when, when you're, you know, faced with something serious like this. And it, it just, you know, it's amazing. My priorities got out of alignment in the last so many years because I was so busy in the rat race and, and focused on my job and making it, letting my job define who I was. And I became a workaholic, really. And I mean, I was working all the time. I mean, I'd be turning on my computer at eight at night when I thought of something and, you know, working, you know, and I really, I live alone. My kids are grown. So I didn't have anything to put the, the stop on it, you know? And I feel like now my priorities are more aligned with who I am and my true beliefs and what I think is really important. That's, that's wonderful. I, I'll go back to something you said earlier about getting, I think, the second diagnosis. And as you were in the lobby and you saw everybody walking around, going about their day, going about their life. Um, and you said, that was me just a little while ago. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing how one moment, one sentence, one word can change the entire trajectory of, of your life, your perspective. Yeah. and. You, in a sense, it sounds like you have the, even though you're, you're, like you said, it seems as if your time is cut a little short. You've, you're actually looking at it as you have the gift of time, the time to say the things that you didn't say before, uh, or the time to spend time that you weren't necessarily spending before. And so I think that. That is, that's just wonderful. And, and again, you're, you're, you're speaking to me here and, and I'm really evaluating my life. You know, as, as I listen to you speak, I, I see some of the same traits with me, just like looking out into the future, working, 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 you know, I think of something and I feel like, you know what, my time would be better spent doing this and making sure that I can get things done. And in the big scheme of things, is that the most important thing? So I think this is a good place for us to, to stop and segue and really take a moment to reflect. Like, what is most important to you right now in your life, in your family, in your career? What's, what is the most important thing? I'm going to give you an exercise on, on, on the way out uh, to do. So... If you're feeling worried or anxious or stressed or down or depressed or anything like that, right? I'm no medical professional, but I want to try to help you just, just to be more present because that is our theme for the day. I want you to do me a favor or do yourself a favor, rather. Um, take out a sheet of paper. You don't have to do it now. You can do it later in your journaling time. I want you to write out 
everything that worries you, everything that makes you anxious, everything that makes you fearful, everything that makes you sad. I mean, everything, right? Everything that you can, you can think of, right? Write that entire list down. And then I want you to go back to that list and maybe time yourself at about 10 minutes so that you're not writing for like 30 minutes, 10 minutes. And I think the top things will come, come to your mind within that 10 minute time frame. And after you write all that down, when you go back through that list, and then I want you to cross off everything on the list that you have no control over and just cross it off, cross it off, cross it off, cross it off. And then you'll be left with items that you are concerned about that you can actually do something about. And then I want you to take action on those items this week. I think that'll help you. I've done this exercise over and over and over again. And each time it actually is like a de-stressor where I feel like, why was I even stressing about that, right? Why was I stressed? I need to be less stressed, right? And more present in the moment. Speaking of that, my conversation with Dana was so powerful that it uh, caused me to to pause my podcast and rethink how I was doing everything, right? Um, And um, to write a prayer journal. So at the end of last year, I published a prayer journal called the Less Stressed, More Present Prayer Journal to help with those worrying and being anxious and being fearful to zoom back out, right? And to get, or zoom in rather, and to get in the present moment. And so I'll I'll, um, put some information after this episode is over if you want to hear more information about it. But it it really is a 30-day prayer journal meant to help you get in the present moment, help you to uh, eradicate irrational fears and anxieties, uh, be grateful, be thankful, connect more with the now, and to ultimately experience true happiness and peace, even in the midst of chaos. And so again, um, at the end of this, I'll put um, a little short video clip and probably an image or something like that so that you can you can see it. But um, that's just this later if you want to learn more about that um, uh, that prayer journal. But in the meantime, if you have any feedback or, you know, if this uh, this episode really resonated with you, share in the comments some things that you do to, to be present in the moment, right? Like share in the comments, you know, maybe some insights that you got from um, from Dana uh, and my discussion, you know, share in the comments, you know, how you feel. Maybe if you're going to do something differently going forward, um, I want to hear it. I want to chat with you. I want to talk to you because ultimately we want to expose your next level. And to do that, you got to take in new information, take new actions, and then you achieve new results. Have a great day. Thanks so much for joining us today. Like us, subscribe, and share this podcast with somebody else. And I hope you got something out of the message that will allow you to expose your next level. Amidst chaos, it can be difficult to find peace. It seems easier to find ourselves worried about yesterday afraid of tomorrow, and uncertain about the now. This is not how God wants us to be. For he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Having a sound mind is having the power to cultivate happiness no matter what happens. 
It's the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. But if God gives us a sound mind, why then do we feel anxious, worried, fearful, and overwhelmed at times? The answer to the question is this. While God does not give us anxious or fearful thoughts, sometimes we choose to focus on the negative. In those moments, it is important to redirect our attention. The less stressed, more present prayer journal will help you do just that. This 30-day scripture-based journal was designed to guide the restless mind to the peace of God through probing questions, mindfulness activities, and reflections. Purchase the prayer journal on Amazon today and experience less stress while being more present for the moments that matter.